And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems. I've got legal answers. I'd love to hear from you. The number to call is 866-536-1000. You want to talk to a lawyer? You've got legal problems. You're getting sued. You want to sue somebody. You can't get child support from that guy who you thought, I love him so much. I'll have children with him. He's a low-life dog. He'd rather give money to his new girlfriend than to his kids. Let's talk about him. Any kind of problems you got? I'm a lawyer. Legal problems. We love the stories. Pick up the phone and give me a call. It's 866 Five three six one thousand. That's it. Just call, and you should call at three o'clock. Don't wait till five to four. You're not getting through. Now I've got open lines. Eight six six five three six one thousand. Mercedes in Redwood City. Len Tillon Mercedes. How come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's happening? Well, my car is actually stolen last Monday, and uh, tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a college student working part time in sales. Uh, so getting to and from school and to work is, you know, pretty tough. Yeah, and especially in what? Where do you go to school? I'm sorry? Where do you go to school? I go to Foothill College in uh, Los Altos. Right. How old are you? I'm 23. Yeah, so you work in, you go to school, you got commuting on public transit doesn't work. You'll be doing it forever. You need a car. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I woke up, you know, in the morning heading out to, to uh, work and... In front of my car, in front of my house, where I had my car parked, it was it was gone. Looking down the street, I don't see it anywhere. Uh, call the cops, write a report. Did you think maybe uh, you went to bed too? Know. Hey, Mercedes, did you think maybe you went to bed so drunk you didn't remember where you left it? <laughs> no, pretty sure I know where I left it. Left. All right, so please go on. And so I write a report. Uh, they tell me uh, normally they find the cars within you know one. Yeah, or- how long before you got your car back? I actually got it back this Sunday. So it was impounded for a while? Uh, no. What had happened was that um, they found my car parked on the street, um, and no one was driving it, so the cop actually staked out um, until someone got in the car to drive it. And they caught uh, the thief. When that happened, they pulled her over, and they called me, but I was at work at the time, so I wasn't able to get the call. Wait, let, let me ask you some questions, okay? What kind of car are you, are you driving? What is your car? I drive a 97 Honda Civic. And the person who stole it, who stole it? A young woman? A girl? Well, I mean, I can't assume she was the one that was driving it. Who was driving it when the cops caught her? It was a, it was a minor. It was a, it was a young girl. How old? They didn't give me any information about her because she's protected under the law. Okay. So are you out any money because this kid stole your car? I am. I actually had to pick it up uh, from the tow yard, paid about $450. All right. And that's what you're out. By the way, I want to tell everybody, in some jurisdictions, when your car gets stolen, some cities, they will waive the tow fees or the impound fees. You can get the cops to do it. I don't know if they'll do it in Redwood City or not. They probably would have waived it already because they impounded the car, right? It, they had nowhere to leave it, so they impounded it and then got a hold of you, right? So I, sometimes you should always ask the cops, hey, when your car is stolen, can I get it? The impound fees waived. But yeah. I don't know about this. So you're out this 400 bucks, and you want your money back, right? Well, not only that, um, my iPod was missing from my car. And uh, it looks like she crashed, and there's uh, damage done to the bumper as well. And you don't have collision insurance on that old Honda, do you? 
Oh, actually, they, my insurance company told me to get partial coverage because it wasn't worth getting full coverage. Yeah, I mean, it would cost you more to, you know, and, and then when your car gets wrecked, an old car like that, they only have to give you the value of the car, not the repairs. So yeah. your out must be five, $600 easy, right? Yeah. Uh, I also had my school parking permit, um, so I had to buy a new one, which also cost me another $30. Oh, my gosh, all that expense. So yeah. the woman... Let me tell you how you can get your money back. It's a long shot. The young woman who stole your car is going to go to juvenile court. You won't be allowed because she's a juvenile to be at the hearing. But through the DA's office, you can request that the court call up the DA. You know, you're a victim of a crime. Make sure the court orders her to pay you restitution, including your impound fees, the cost of the repair, and the loss of the use of your car. The only problem is she ain't got no money because she's a minor. How is she going to pay? Yeah. So here's the other solution. Her parents, when a kid intentionally does something that causes harm, you know, she's under 18, her parents are financially responsible for up to $25,000 in economic damages. But how the hell are you going to find out who the parents are if she's a minor? You know, um, so you could sue the parents in small claims court. Um, you got to get an estimate to repair your car. Add up your yeah. damages, including the $450 impound fee and whatever extra money you had to spend on transportation during the week the car was missing. And then I would ask the DA who the parents are because you have a right to sue the parents. They are responsible for this, what's called this intentional misconduct. Yeah. You, you got that? Yeah. Well, I guess my, my next question is what if they find out, what if she ends up writing out, you know, a friend, whoever else that actually stole the car? Uh, I'm um, sure. What happens? It, it doesn't matter. She is going to be found guilty. And even if she rats out a friend, if she rats out a friend, then they're jointly and severally liable. You can sue either one of them or both of them. I would sue both their parents and hope some of them has got some money and you could collect against any of them. All right? Okay. Call up the DA, and if the DA says, well, we can't talk to you, it's a minor, call up. they got a victims of crime unit up there. In, in, you're in San Mateo County, right? Yeah. Call up the DA, find out what's going on. All right? Okay, thanks, Len. Good luck to you. Thanks, Mercedes. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems? I got all kinds of legal answers. I'd love to hear from you. Victor in Campbell. Len, tell him, Victor, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, Len, because I hired a lawyer to do a will and a DNR for me, and then he has disappeared, but I have the will. And I think it's done. I just need to know how to complete the process. So why can't you have the lawyer finish it? I don't get it. What's because, Okay, the lawyer, he, I, his phone is disconnected. His emails come back. I went to his office. There's nobody there. Well, the you lawyer know? fell off the face of the earth, right? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the guy was from Chicago, so I, I don't know. Well, but, a, lawyer is not, a, a lawyer is not allowed to abandon a client. You can't just dump a client, especially after you take money from him. You get disbarred from it. Um, you gave David the name of the lawyer, and David looked him up on the State Bar web pages. And, okay. it's, it's a, and I'm going to give you that number. It's Cal Bar. You got a pencil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. C-A-L-B-A-R dot C-A dot gov. Cal Bar dot C-A dot gov. Okay? okay? And you can even file a complaint on him. The bar records, you could look up any lawyer. You could look me up, anybody. They'll tell you if the lawyer's active or what's going on. The bar records show the lawyer's active, 
and has never been subject to public discipline. And he, apparently he became a lawyer in 1990, and his website is still up. So Yeah, so can I finish the will without him? I mean, because yeah, I have the will. If I the will it. does what it wants, you have to sign the will and have two witnesses witness it. Okay? Yeah. And the witnesses, now let me go through it. The will says, I'm Victor, this is my will. Yeah. Do you have a wife and kids, or are you single? I'm single. I'm a, it should say I'm a single guy. I have no children. And then it says how you divide your property, you know, who's getting yep. it. And then it'll say you name an executor to serve without bond, and you name somebody to be in charge. You got that? I got all that. That's in the will. And then you have to sign it, and you need two witnesses. There should be an attestation clause. Two witnesses say you're of sound mind, you know what you're doing, and they saw you sign the will. Those two witnesses cannot be beneficiaries. They can't be anybody who's getting anything under your will. Okay. And they can't be the executor either. Okay? Okay. All right. You know, you live in Campbell, and this guy's office is in Campbell, right? Yeah. Go by there. Talk to the people. Well, what about going into people in the neighboring office suites? Ask them what happened. Well, I called the, uh, I called the people that manage the building. Yeah. And they said that he's paid his rent, but, I mean, there's really nothing they can do until he doesn't pay the rent. I mean, he, this guy, he may be dead, you know, and just nobody. I mean, another concern Did you I search his name on Google? Oh, Google his God. name if he's dead, an obituary. Was he an old guy? Eh, I would say maybe 60. That ain't that old. Yeah. Take it from no, me. No, but, but, I mean, he, he I don't know. His, All right. Do a Google search on his name and call up the bar and file a complaint on him. Now, can I ask another question about Of course. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anything. If I sign it, if I sign it with, the, with the two witnesses, can I then photocopy it to give to people? I mean, what am I supposed to do? I would not. Let me, let me explain what's going on. Um, I don't like giving too many copies of your will out. because How old are you, Victor? I'm 51. So you're a young guy. You may have a relationship in the future, or you may change your mind. Your friends may change. In the meantime, you say, I'm giving this and this away to certain people. If you change your mind, it's kind of weird. What you can do is tell your executor you've done a will and let him know where it is in your house. And you can let some people know I've left you something. I've done a will. But I don't like too many copies of my will floating around because we all have too much paper anyway. And you'll give it to your friend and it's in his house and his kids can see it. You know what I mean? There's too much stuff going around. So just let so people. If I give if I give a copy to the executor, does that have to have like wet signatures on it? Uh, what do you mean a wet signature? Does it have, Can it be a photocopy? Yeah, it can be a photocopy, but the court wants a, 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 an original. I, I'm telling you, just yeah. tell the executor you did a will. Is this a the executor is a close friend of yours? Uh, my sister. Okay, so you say, hey, I did a will, and let her know which drawer in your house you're keeping it in, or wherever it is, because. You don't have to hide it, because if somebody breaks into your house, they'll take your TV or your jewelry or your watch. They can't take your will to the bank. It's not worth anything. Okay. So just let your sister know what you've done, okay? What is, do you own a house? Uh, yeah, I have two houses, yeah. So how come you're not doing a trust? What's the value of your real estate, the gross value of your real estate? Uh, probably about 600000 For the two of them together without... For, even with the mortgages, including the, if if you were to sell them, not what you'd net, but how much the gross value of the two of them is worth six hundred thousand, right? Yeah, you're looking for your sister about fifteen thousand dollars in probate fees, and it'll take two years to do. If you do a trust, you avoid all the probate. That's you know why people do trusts. So you might consider yeah, that. And, and you know, she's told me that, and 
that's what I plan to do. I just wanted to get this will in, in place and get, you know. All right. In the meantime, just in case. All right. So do a will. You can If the will works, it doesn't say copy on it. The lawyer didn't send you one that says copy or something. Right? No, it doesn't say it, no. Uh, and, all right. So just sign it and, and get the witnesses. Make sure your sister's not a witness because she's a beneficiary or the executor. And it should be fine. Okay? Hey, you know yeah. what? I give you a free advanced health care directive. You know the pull-the-plug document? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll well, save you a hundred. those two with the guy? Oh, if because otherwise you can go to my webpage, lentillum.com, and download it for free. But if you did one... Yeah. Get yeah, that so done. What do too. I do with that? I get that. You get, get a witness, two witnesses for that, or get it notarized, sign it, and it's done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Len. All right. I hate it. Lawyers disappear off the face of the earth. It doesn't make sense. Len Tillum, News Talk nine ten. I'm a lawyer. Eight six six five three six one thousand. You got legal problems? I've got legal answers. I've got open lines. I'd love to hear from you. Call it in. Eight six six five three six one thousand. Tina in San Jose. Len Tillam, Tina, why are you calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. I'm glad you took my call. What's uh, going on? Son, I have a, a 16, my 16-year-old son. His father passed away. Uh, I actually passed away when my son was 16. My son is now 18. And we were trying to get a phone in my son's name and trying to, you know, he's 18. We're trying to get him established. And when we did that, they said my son had an outstanding balance. So we started looking into this, and my son has PG&E in his name. My son has a home that he's owned and been repossessed. My son has cars repossessed. And it's all from my ex-husband who died, who's left all this, and he took my son's identity. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dad, dad who just died yes. took your, and ran up how much in debt, would you say? Probably $50,000. And how? how he bought a yeah, how old Crazy. was Dad when he died? Dad was only like fifty-six. So he was either a drug addict or an alcoholic, right? He was a recovering, supposedly drug addict. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. He was still acting like a junkie to take a sixty. He bought a house. You know, when he you bought a mobile home in my son's name with my son's social security number. How does that? Ha- I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Okay, so I'll tell you what to do. Okay, mm-hmm. you got to go. You, your son should get some credit reports at annualcreditreport.com. You got a pencil, yeah, Tina? We, we pulled that. We pulled. I have the. You can get report. all three credit reports free once a year. Then okay. he should go to the police department and file a police report. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Visit the police department, file a police report for identity theft. Once okay. he does that, once he does that. He goes and writes a letter to the credit reporting agencies, and okay. he, he's got to write him a letter, help him do it, and challenge every adverse remark on his credit report that isn't his. And you'll say, look, it okay. wasn't me. This is identity theft. And include a copy of the police report with the letter. And the death certificate, maybe? Yes. Okay. Okay. And we we went to the, yeah, I was trying to, and people you, were- The police saying, report will help you. And also the letter. Okay. The letter should point out- that your son turned 18 only a few months ago, maybe a copy of his birth yeah, certificate. He did. And okay. until you also put in your letter, until I'll do this again because I did it so fast. Until he turned 18, he did not, a minor under 18 does not possess the legal capacity to enter into contracts. So you yeah. can't enter into a contract to buy a home, a mobile home on credit. You can't. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. So let's I- go through it again. You ready? Okay, you got a pencil? So, 
because I, I know yeah. I talk so fast. Go to it's the police. Okay. Go to I the police department it. and file. Okay. He's got a file. Go with him. A police report okay. for identity theft. Right. Okay. Then he has to write a letter to all of those credit reporting agencies challenging every adverse remark, everyone that says he's a deadbeat, you know, the, the house. And a the, letter for each one? Well, you can know. What is it? What are the three? Equifax? I don't, oh, those. Okay, I get what you're saying. You got to write a letter to each credit reporting agency, like okay, Equifax. Right. I forget what they're called. You know what not I mean? PG, yeah, I do know. The not PG&E, not the bank with the mobile home. No. With, okay. What we're trying to do, what yeah. What we're trying to do is fix his credit. So okay. don't it's worry funny. about the judgments. Uh, they're not going to sue. It, that, you know, if they sue him yeah. or they come after him for judgments, we'll deal with that later. All right. Okay. Um, All right. That's helpful. But let, let me give it to that. you again. Okay. So he like Equifax or whatever those credit report. Each of those gets a letter with okay. the police report and say, look, I challenge okay. if there's a PG&E bill or a mobile home. In repossession, I challenge yeah. every adverse entry on each of those credit reports. Okay. One letter, and you include a copy of the police report. In the okay. letter, tell him my son has just turned 18. And okay. because he was a minor, he did not possess the legal capacity to enter into contracts. By the way, yeah. take a photo of your son, take a picture of his son, of your son, include it with the letter to prove he's young, it won't hurt. Or, okay. you know, and a no, copy I, of his birth certificate. Crazy. And a copy birth of his certificate, death certificate, and the police report? Yeah. And, and sure. you know, um, and also you could write a letter saying, I swear that this is true. I'm, I'm sending a letter. Uh, I de declare, I swear that what I'm including is the truth and sign it. That okay. he lived with you all that time. Yeah. Right? So he couldn't, you know, yeah, he didn't live he in the mobile summers, home. Like summers and stuff like that, but not not living. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. But by the way, if this he guy... was like 14. Yeah, yeah, no, no. If he was sober or living a sober life, he wouldn't have done something like that. He, he died of no, overdose. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. He did. He overdosed. He did. That's, yeah. So, good, good, good. So let me ask you a question. You ready? Uh -huh. What did you ever yes. see in that guy, Tina? What did you ever see in him? I don't know. I always, I always think I can make some better. You could have done better. Bad picker. He must have yeah, been a well, good no, dancer. I always think I can help them. It, yeah. I'm a nurse, a psychiatric nurse, but I always feel like I can help people. Yeah, I know, but not him. Bad picker. Yeah, figure it out. Okay. Good luck yeah, to you, Tina, and take care then. of your son. You're welcome, All my dear. Right, bye bye. 866-536-1000. Here's one. Can a former felon coach this guy's daughter's soccer team? Uh-oh, what is going on here? Stick around. We got lots more. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems? Pick up the phone, 866-536-1000. Mike in Fremont. How come you're calling a lawyer, Mike? Well, in the late 90s, I got involved with drugs. Um, since then, I've cleaned up my life. Life's been good. Um, repaid my debt to society. Went to jail for a robbery, assault, and false imprisonment. Um, drug deal basically went bad. And wait, were you in state prison? State. You went to state prison. Go on. How long did you do in state prison? I was sentenced to three years. I did about 18 months. Where'd you do it? What, what prison? Soledad. Tough prison, wasn't it? They're all tough. They're all tough. Yeah, yeah horrible. Okay, you're out. They had, they had great health care. Oh, good. Okay. So please go on. Um, so 
So I paid my debt to society. I, I this fifteen plus years ago. Um, taxpayer, all that stuff. Now I want to do things like participate in life like a real parent mm-hmm. and do things like coach a soccer team, um, my daughter's soccer team. But I have to fill out this form saying, have you ever been convicted of a felony? Yeah. Now, I, I've had the felony legally reduced by PC 1203.03 to a misdemeanor. Um, do I have to say it's a felony still? If if it was a misdemeanor and it was reduced to a misdemeanor, it's not it a felony. felony. It was a felony reduced to a misdemeanor. Now, first of all, you didn't get it expunged, though. You didn't get the thing thrown out, did you? No, no, no. Reduced to a misdemeanor. You can go, okay, um, look, you know, these background reports, they're not supposed to, normal employers can get a report that they're supposed to disclose if it's a misdemeanor conviction that's less than seven years old. For, for, you know, so, um, and if they're allowed to do a full background report, that report will include all convictions, no matter how old they are, even if they're expunged. Okay. See, so I don't want to perjure myself by no. saying I haven't. And you've got papers that show it was reduced to a misdemeanor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I kept all my court papers. You know, I don't lie, because if they lie and they find out, you'll be off the team. Um, you got some character witnesses who can tell them what a great guy you are, and you're not a criminal, and you're not a drug user? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and by the way, how long before you have to submit this form? Soccer doesn't start coaching till the summer, right? No, this goes on every single year. I want to participate. She's nine years old, and since she's been five years old, I've wanted to participate. And you haven't? Out of fear, because, uh, out of fear of... Someone saying, oh, no, you have this blemish on your past. Here's what I would so. do. Go to a local live scan office. We're going to get your criminal record pulled. Here's what you do. You got a pencil there, Mike? Yes, I do. You can Google them. L-I-V-E-S-C-A-N, live scan. And it, they take your fingerprints or stuff like that. You Google them, and they can submit a criminal. You get your fingerprints. You pay them a few bucks. And they submit a criminal history inquiry to the California Department of Justice. They need your fingerprints to keep other people, you know, to keep people other than you from getting your criminal record. And the record will verify what kind of conviction you have. Okay. Okay. And if it shows up that your conviction is just a misdemeanor, then you can say it was a misdemeanor. But if it shows it was a felony and it was, you know, reduced, see what the record says. So I, I would get your record first. And, and then, okay, so why don't you get the record and call me back and we'll talk. And this way, you don't have to say felony if it's not there. And just do it soon. Go to a live scan office. You should find out what's there. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. Good luck to you. Bye. And we've got Steve. Steve in Santa Rosa. Len Tillum. News Talk 910. Steve, how come you're calling a lawyer? Thanks for taking my call, Len. I have a question for you. Um, the last three weeks I've been coming home on garbage day, and my garbage cans are, they've been picked up and emptied, but when they go to set them back down, they fall over and they're blocking the sidewalks. Okay. And, and wait, a minute, wait, 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 wait. Are these these garbage cans, these big ones that, the, you know, a machine lifts them up, dumps them in the garbage truck, and puts it back down? Exactly. I'm surprised mine don't tip over. You know, I got garbage cans like that. But they're tipped over and they're laying in the sidewalk, Right. Well, I live in this house for about two years, and this is just something that's happened recently. So I don't know if I have a new driver or I don't know what's going on. Okay. But it's been three weeks in a row now. My concern is I live next to an elder care facility, 
Am I liable if someone is to trip and fall on the sidewalk right in front of my house? Over one of those garbage bins. Exactly. Okay. See, you're asking the wrong question. Let me explain what you should be asking. Not will you get sued. I'm sorry, not are you liable, but will you get sued? I don't know if you're liable or not, you know. But what happens before that you find out if you're liable, if you get sued, you know, some old person trips over that garbage can and their son-in-law is a lawyer, you're going to get sued. And if you don't have, you own your own house? I'm renting. Okay, you should have renter's insurance. And, I do. Okay, and you should check with them that they'll cover you. If you have insurance and you get sued, you don't have to give $10,000 to a lawyer to defend you before you find out if you're liable or not. Your insurance company will defend you. So you're responsible now as to whether or not you're liable. You are responsible only if somebody gets injured and they can prove that you fail to act with the skill and care of a reasonable person. So here's the question. What could you do to stop your trash bins from being knocked over? Nothing. I mean, you're not there, and reasonable people go to work in the morning and come home in the evening. Absolutely. You know, I got home yesterday at 3.30, and they had been laying like that all day. So here's what, I, here's what a reasonable person would do. A reasonable person would write a letter to the garbage company and make a copy of it for yourself. Okay? Okay. And I would see if you can, you know, here's another point. Christmas, did you smear the driver, the, the garbage guy for 10, 20 bucks? Did you give him a tip? You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe, maybe that, because I give, you know, comes Christmas, I give my garbage guy, the mailman, we give everybody tips. I'm happy to spread it around. Helps get service, you know? It's called a schmear. You give him a little bit, yeah, you know? You know that, that would help, too. I, I should try that. Yeah, give the guy 25 bucks or 20 bucks. Say, here, I didn't see you Christmas. Be careful. I bet you your garbage cans don't tip over. You know, good advice. And, and also call your insurance company for your homeowner's insurance and tell the ask if you're covered for this. You got it. So if somebody falls Absolutely. outside the house, you want coverage for that. All right. All right. Thank you. sir. There you go. I'm telling you, maybe the garbage man was giving him a, you know, a little a little sign. Hey, you forgot me Christmas. All of a sudden your cans are going to lay on their side. Who the hell knows? Hugo in San Jose. Len, tell him, Hugo, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. I'm calling because I called you a couple months ago regarding a Subaru Impreza that my brother bought. Um, basically, he bought the car, bought it with the dealer's uh, warranty. The car broke down a couple weeks after that. We, be, we went back to the dealership. They agreed to, to fix it after, uh, after we followed your advice and told them we were going to sue them. Yeah. Um, how oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, I forget the call, but... He bought the car. When did he buy the car? Uh, last October. Last October. Two weeks later, the car broke down. And they, even though you had a warranty, you bought it from them, they weren't going to fix it, right? And I said, that's exactly. nonsense. So let me ask a question. Have they fixed the car yet? It's, it's, in, it's been in the shop ever since I spoke to you, two, two months later. It's still in the shop. Well, see, the car is not a lemon because it applies only to new cars that are less than 18 months old and have less than 18,000 miles on it. Yours is a okay. used car. Um, look, how much did he pay for the car? Uh, about 20000 I think your brother, how much is the car worth if you try and sell it? It's not even running, right? Right now it's not running. Right now it's still in the shop. You can't even sell it and sue them. The most you can sue for in small claims court is $10,000. That's the most you can sue okay. for. So look, your brother has to go in there and wants his money back. And I also think your brother should call up the DMV 
and okay. file a complaint against the Department of Motor with the Department of Motor Vehicles. They have, okay. and I would also call up. You're in San Jose, right? Yes. The Santa Clara District Attorney has a consumer fraud division. This is a thief. Okay, consumer fraud division. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to talk to the DMV and file a complaint against this dealer? It shouldn't take two months to fix a car. You know, this has been off. And I bet you, your brother paid how much for the car? Twenty thousand. Yeah, and he's making payments on it, right? Yeah. The bank doesn't care whether the car's in the shop or your brother's driving it. He's still got to make the payments on the car. Yes. Yeah, well, low lives. All right. So <laughs> call the DA, consumer fraud, and call up the DMV and see what you can do about that, too. All right? Okay. Thank yeah, you. Would we be able to uh, uh, sue the uh, dealership, like for, like you said, for the $10,000? Well, you can sue the dealership for up to $10,000 for fraud. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, you might consider that. That's another way for up to ten grand, just because he's such a crook fraud. Or else, take the car. What else you could do is take the car back, get it fixed by somebody who can fix it, if he can afford it, and sue them for the cost of the warranty and the repair. Okay. All right. All right. Thank All right. you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Len Tillum, News Talk nine ten. I'm a lawyer. Hey, Justin in Petaluma. How come you're calling a lawyer, Justin? Hi, Lynn. My mother lives in a senior apartment building. She's 70 years old, and most everybody in the building is, is disabled. She's also disabled. Uh, last weekend, she had one of her friends over who, who was 95 and was cold, and she asked my mother to warm up a towel in the microwave, and when she did, the towel started on fire. She tried to get the burning towel into the toilet to put it out, and the sprinklers came on, the sprinkler system, mm-hmm. and it flooded the whole room. Her whole apartment got flooded. Is she still living in that apartment? No, she had to evacuate the, the apartment, and she she's staying with a gal that she was helping warm up. You mean in the uh, same complex? Yeah, the same building. She's still staying in the building, but she had to evacuate her room because it was flooded. They've got to give her another place to live immediately. Do you understand that? They don't have to say, go sleep with a friend. If her apartment is uninhabitable, and this is senior apartments, they got to give her another apartment. Okay. So, well, my, this was over the weekend, and then a couple days go by, and they gave her an eviction notice. Now they're telling her she's got to vacate the building. With, within how long? Well, it, it, the, the fire was over the weekend, and I think Monday they gave her the notice. And they want her out when? Tomorrow, next week, next month? No, no she's, she's got to, the, the notice says she has to be out by Monday. This coming so Monday. Give her a week. Okay, so the landlord's position is your mother violated the terms of the lease. You know, she's got a lease and, you know, this fire, I don't know how it violates it, but it did. And they can terminate the lease if it says, um, if she violated the lease without giving a 30 days notice. How long has she lived there? Probably five years. Yeah, usually if they want to terminate a lease, they got to give 60 days notice. But I don't understand. you got to call them up and say, what right do you have to give her, you know, uh, five days notice or seven days notice? Where's she going to go? Usually it's 30 days. It's usually if you've been there five, year, two, five years. If you've been there more than one year, you get 60 days notice. So, Well, I did call the administrator of the building who, who uh, issued the, the... Yeah, and what did he say? He said, you can call our attorneys. Nice guy. 
Nice guy. Yeah, he won't even talk to you. He's just going to work on you. He's working for you on your behalf. How? Why is he going to help me? Call the ombudsman. In, in, in that, the O-M-B-U-D. What county is she in? Long Beach. Uh, is, is it Long Beach County or she's in Long Beach? She's in the city of Long Beach. Okay. So in I, the every 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 place, every county has what's called an ombudsman. I'm going to write this down. You got to. I'm going to spell it. You got a pencil? Yes. O m b u d s m a n, the ombudsman. O m b u d s m a n. O m b u d s m a n. Ombudsman. You got it. Got it. And Google Long Beach Ombudsman, and those are like the Lone Rangers. They help seniors, and they have the rights to look into these things and see what's going on. And they may be able to help you find out what the story is. I don't know why they can terminate a lease because there was a fire. I mean, she didn't do it intentionally. Um, Absolutely not. I said, that, you know, there must have there must have been a uh, fire report saying it was an accident or yeah. Something. Look, they're going to be, but you're in Petaluma, and she's in Long Beach. And by the way, your mother, she's going to have to start looking for another place to live anyway, because even if she fights the eviction and wins, they can still terminate her tenancy the normal way. She's probably on a month to month. She hasn't signed a new lease, right? I'm sure. Yeah. So so in other words, she's been there so long, they could get her out in 60 days. So ultimately, they're going to get her out. But I would call the ombudsman and find out what you can do. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck. God, when I get old, I don't want to live in no senior apartment. You know who does well in senior apartment housing? Just like, oh, does well in it. It's the people who are popular in high school. If you were popular in high school, you'll do well in these senior communities. If you weren't so popular, and I wasn't so popular in high school, I didn't get along too well with a lot of people. I don't think they'd like me. And ugh, Not me. I make my wife promise me I'm never leaving that house. I believe her, too. (laughs) I think so.